Hi, I'm Serena Lo. If you're used to hearing that introverts are shy, anxious, antisocial, and lack good communication and leadership skills, then this podcast is for you. You're about to fall in love with a calm, introspective, and profound person that you are. Discover what's fun, unique, and powerful about being an introvert, and how to make the elegant transition from quiet achiever to quiet warrior in your life and work, anytime you want, in more ways than you imagined possible. Welcome. Welcome to episode 20 of the Quiet Warrior podcast. My name is Serena Lu, and I'm the Quiet Warrior coach for introverts and quiet achievers. In this episode, I want to share with you a recurring theme that has come up in my conversations with fellow introverts in our community. And this has a relationship with what's been happening in the last three years. So the topic today is why introverted adults are finding it hard to make friends, especially after the pandemic. So I asked the introverts in my group, what do you need from your friends or what are you looking for when you join this community? And five things came up. And you may feel that these five resonate with you as well. The first one is the need to feel heard. Now, there might be a universal need for all of us, for people who are not introverts as well. So what is this need to feel heard? The idea behind it is that when we are with others, whether it's in a work environment or a social environment, and some personalities very naturally talk over others, then what happens with the introvert is they don't feel heard. They need that safe space in which they can express themselves freely and be really listened to and be really held. And that is not something that's easy to achieve in a, a normal, ordinary conversation. So the need to feel heard is one. The second one is the need to connect with like-minded people, by which they mean that people who with similar values, people who enjoy similar things maybe, but just people they can be freely expressive with, people who will not judge them for the things they say, people who share similar views about things, a similar outlook on life perhaps. And it's understandable that as we get on in life, it sometimes feels like it's harder and harder to find people that we can feel aligned with or compatible with. The third one is a need to get out of their own head and even to get out of the house. So I think this one is interesting because what came up a lot in our pandemic conversations was that we go into this bubble that feels very comfortable at first because we suddenly are given permission to not go out of the house, not talk to people, you know, our social lives become severely restricted. And for the introvert, for a period at least, it feels very comfortable. It feels like this is great. I finally have permission to just be myself. I don't need to talk to people. There's no pressure. And so we get into this routine of not talking, not really expressing ourselves. We just, it's just us, our cat, our dog, our thoughts, our Netflix, our books. And it's all very good. And then at some point, the introvert might feel, you know, actually, I need some connection. I need to get out of the house. I need to speak to some people. But where do I go to find these people that I would enjoy talking with? And so that's that problem. Number four, then, is the need to feel validated. And this has something to do, I think, with the extrovert-biased culture. 
that many of us live in, which is that there is something perceived to be quite wrong with a person who enjoys their own company too much, a person who enjoys reading, reflecting, walking in nature, being by themselves, as opposed to going out and having a good time. See that phrase? And someone who doesn't enjoy those things, someone who prefers their own company, might feel invalidated that there is something wrong with them. And therefore, they have to work a lot harder to find those safe spaces in which they can be themselves without being judged. So that's number four. And the fifth need that introverts have from friends and community is the need for meaningful conversation. So the phrase that kept coming up was quality over quantity. So what they're looking for is not many, many friends, a large circle of friends. What they're looking for is a few friends that they can rely on, that they can ring up, that they can chat with, that they can have meaningful conversations with. And they can talk about anything. It doesn't need to be structured. It doesn't need to be planned. But it definitely needs to be not at a superficial level. So we talked about the five needs, the need to feel heard, the need to connect with like-minded people, the need to get out of our own head or to get out of the house, the need to feel validated, and the need for meaningful conversation. All these seem very rational needs. So why is it so hard for the introvert to make friends? Well, reflecting on my own experience and listening to my fellow introverts, what came up was, number one, we overthink it. And so what happens is we talk ourselves out of saying yes to an invite, saying yes to going to an event, saying yes to anything that requires us to go out of our routine, anything that requires us to dress up, to plan our route, to jump on public transport or drive into the city, to go somewhere, to meet a group of strangers, people we've never met, and we have no idea whether it's going to be worth it, whether the event is going to be as entertaining or interesting, whether the activity is going to be fun, whether these people are going to be nice people. Which leads into the second one, fear of rejection. So what's going on in the introvert mind could be something like this. I don't know if these people will like me. I don't know if I will fit in. I don't know if I will belong. And so it's easier in that sense, to say no first, to say I'm not going to subject myself to that kind of experience because it could go wrong. And then I would go away feeling really bad about myself. I would feel worse than before I stepped out of the house. So why would I bother? Another factor with introverts making friends is that it's to do with the way introvert energy flows. And this is to do with getting energized as well as losing energy and how we function is that with the introvert, when we're by ourselves, we can recharge. That's when we actually top up our fuel tank, if you will. And when we're with people, we lose energy. And there's nothing good or bad about it. It just is the way it is. We were just wired this way. And so an introvert can be having a great conversation, having a good time, meeting new people, enjoying the company, enjoying the food, enjoying the activity, enjoying the music. But at the end of the event, they have to go away and be by themselves and recharge. And just that's just the way it is. That's how it works. So we have the social battery. And let's say my battery runs for two hours. After the two hours, I will start to tune out. My body will start to tell me it's tired. It needs to go home. I want to go home. 
I want to be back where I'm comfortable and just be myself. And I don't have to watch people's facial cues and body language. I don't have to smile and make conversation. I don't have to respond to comments and keep the conversation flowing because it started to become an energy drain. So it's something for an introvert to be very mindful of that your energy drains, even in the best company, even when you're enjoying yourself doing whatever it is you're doing. So as soon as that starts to happen, that's when you need to make plans for a graceful exit. Now, with particularly with the, the pandemic and the lockdowns here, especially in Melbourne, what happened is um, introverts felt that they lost some social skills. So whatever it was that they were building up before, their confidence levels, you know, the ability to say this thing and then that thing and to make it smooth, and they were just starting to really fine-tune their confidence skills and the, the way they showed up socially, all that came to a halt. And so for three years, two years, there was this, you know, all these physical restrictions. And what it meant was that the introvert's tiny social circle became even tinier because now all you could do was ring people up or talk to them on Zoom. And of course, with Zoom, it's never quite the same as meeting someone face to face and you know, observing all the cues and the body language and, and just feeling that exchange of energy is different when you're talking through a screen. And so what's happened is that with some introverts, they have forgotten how to talk to people. It sounds strange, but it's real. It's actually possible that you, once you stop practicing those skills and if it doesn't come naturally to you, you just forget how to do it. There isn't that muscle memory. And so what it's caused is that it's led some introverts to become really reluctant to socialize, to reluctant to get back into that old routine because it's so hard work. It's like they have to start all over again, learning how to introduce themselves, learning how to transition in conversations, learning how to make that graceful exit and finish off a conversation and leave physically. It's just too hard. That's one problem. And another problem is that what I've noticed also for myself is that as time goes by, you fall out of certain friends' lives and certain friends fall out of your life. And that's just the way life works because we're all in different seasons. We're all going at different speeds. We've all chosen different life paths. So for instance, if your friends, you know, most of your friends are married and have children, they're going to be busy for the next, say, 20 years with their children. And every time you meet up, they'll be talking about their children or something related to that. And you can't resonate with that if you're not also in a similar situation. So you can just imagine, you know, um, what it's like for introverts going through different seasons. So you could be the same age, but just on a different life path. And that makes it very hard to talk because there's nothing common to talk about. And so you're out of sync. And then you have to look at finding other friends. And where do you go to find those friends? The friends were found for us when we were at school because that just happened the way structurally it was meant to happen. And with work as well, you're thrown together with a group of people, diverse age groups, diverse backgrounds, but you have something in common in that you're working for the same company. And so there is something to talk about. But again, some introverts like to compartmentalize their lives. And so when they're at work, they present a very professional, very serious, very reserved side of themselves, and they don't really reveal their personal interests or talk about personal things. And some of us might find it easier, actually, to relate to people of a very different age group or different background from, from ourselves, just as long as they make us feel loved and accepted. And so we belong and we, we feel that sense of connection. We enjoy being with them. There isn't too much pressure. 
And so over time, it becomes a habit that we hang out with these people more and more. And we don't really want to go out on a limb to look for new friends. And then, of course, very subtly, we might not even be conscious of this. There might be pressure from social expectations around who we should be spending our time with, what we should be doing on the weekend, what life choices we should be making at this age and that age. And some of that we need to be very conscious of, depending on what culture we're living in. Are we even aware that we are the byproduct of all this conditioning? And then if we are aware, what do you want to do about it? So looking at these, these factors, it's no surprise that some introverts have really struggled to make friends as adults, particularly after the pandemic. And it could be in your 20s and 30s, you could be in your 50s, and it's still a struggle because so much of it has, is, is intertwined with how we see ourselves, how we think others see us, and what we think society expects us to be. So if you start off from the premise that, oh, there's something wrong with me just because I'm introverted, because I'm reserved, because I have a long warm-up time in getting to know people, because I like to observe, because I like to listen rather than to talk, then you, you can see what you're up against already. Now, another, another factor that comes in, and, and I've noticed this from, from my fellow introverts mentioning it themselves, is that some of us have social anxiety. Now, what is this social anxiety? I first heard of this when a couple of people in the early days of my group would send me messages some, uh, along the lines of, no, I really wanted to come to your event, but at the last minute, I changed my mind. I, I just feel too anxious about meeting new people, maybe next time, and, and something along that line. So I've looked it up, and according to Dr. Thomas A. Richards, who is a psychologist and the director of the Social Anxiety Institute, what social anxiety is, is the fear of being judged and evaluated negatively by other people, leading to feelings of inadequacy, inferiority, self-consciousness, embarrassment, humiliation, and depression. And if a person usually becomes irrationally anxious in social situations, but seems better when they are alone, then social anxiety may be the problem. So here we go back again to that universal fear of being judged, which all of us have experienced at some point and nobody likes. Nobody likes to feel that they are being frowned upon, that they are being perceived as not good enough, that they're perceived as being less than someone else. And yet, in a sense, all of us are judging. All of us are judging other people and we're also judging ourselves. So it's more common than you think. Now, social anxiety is not just the nerves about being at a social function or event because, you know, you're meeting new people or you don't feel comfortable in your outfit or, or you don't know what's happening and you don't have a sense of certainty around you. It's more than that. People who have social anxiety feel an extreme sense of fear and anxiety in social settings and everyday interactions. So it's like you're, on one hand, your mind knows that this is irrational. This is unreasonable and there's nothing to fear. But on the other hand, you just don't feel safe enough in your body and you, you just can't seem to overcome it. So what can we do collectively as introverts if we want to improve our quality of life, to have more meaningful friendships, to increase our ability to make new friends? And one thing that the group shared that was really helpful was to start by saying yes. 
So sometimes we find that our auto response is to say no to things that feel too challenging, too difficult, too uncomfortable. So what if you were to start saying yes, but you adjust the bar, bring down the bar to the smallest achievable thing that you can do today, something that feels a little bit bold and challenging, but is something that you know you can do physically, and that if you do it, you will feel you have done something meaningful, that you have conquered yourself. So if your default has been to say no, then maybe saying yes is a great way to reset your habits to get different outcomes. Because as Albert Einstein said, we cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking that created them. So what does that look like? Maybe it's to have one conversation with someone you've never met before. Maybe it's to attend one meetup, even if it's on Zoom. And then if you don't like it, well, you have the option of not attending. Or you can ring one friend and arrange to catch up or a face-to-face. So these are small things that you can do, that I can do, that are just a little bit challenging, but that if you say yes to them and keep saying yes, you'll find that you start getting back into that warm-up zone of practicing and building the muscle memory, and it becomes less threatening and more familiar as time goes by. All this is learnable, and being a quiet warrior is also entirely learnable. It's a journey. So I hope this episode has been helpful for you and that you've learned one new thing today that you can start doing to change your life. See you on the next episode. I'm so grateful that you're here today. If you found this content valuable, please share it on your social media channels and subscribe to the show on your favorite listening platform. Together, we can help more introverts thrive. To receive more uplifting content like this, connect with me on Instagram at Serena Lowe, Quiet Warrior Coach. Thank you for sharing your time and your energy with me. See you on the next episode.